second question. Uh, I know you and many other golfers were offered substantial amounts of money to join Live. I was never offered oh, any money. My... Oh, my apologies. Uh, should the golfers who maybe stayed loyal and turned down Live, should they be made whole financially? <laughs> I mean, the simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen? What these players are doing for you know, guaranteed money, uh, what, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? You know, it's hard to, it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. You know, obviously they're here for ranking points somewhat, but not a little bit is to be disruptive as well, and I just don't like it. You know, this is the BMW Championship. They've been, BMW have been so good to us. <laughs> Look, my opinion is they shouldn't be here. Um, they've been paid a lot of money to go play on a different tour that is trying to buy the professional game in golf and um, they're taking spots away from from players that really need spots this week. Well, okay, uh, this is a perfect time to actually ask your opinion on this because like, we're, we're, the year is now 2018. We're starting to see golfers come out and, and speak for or against what was then known as the, the World Golf Series just your opinion, your, your, your sort of like feed on it. It's cool if it's like they go off and make their own money. Like, like it's, it's if they want to start a, another league or another game or another tour, they should have the right. They should be able to make their own, their own money. I'll tell you what I compare it to for years, my whole lifetime, 49 years old. There was a big thing about legalizing marijuana and how horrible it was going to be and how how crime was going to go. I know it sounds crazy now, but, <laughs> but, but people were saying that crime experts, people who, who were social, you know, social workers and stuff that oh, we're going to have all these problems. Of course we don't, we don't have any of those problems. And that's how I see this. No one in the PGA took a cent pay cut. Nobody did. It didn't hurt them at all. I, I just think it was all in their head, paranoia and trying to protect this endorsements and trying to be the only show in town. Okay. And I wonder if there's some some envious that this person's not as a good golfer. Why are they making more money than me? Even though I have the same opportunity, I could go over to that other to that other smaller, not established Saudi, you know, that live tournament and make twice as much as him. But I need to stay here, you know. It's it, to me, it's greed, thousand percent greed. But for the guys like Tiger Woods, I don't get it. He's above all that. He should be. You he's would think the so. trillionaire. He's a different. He's he's a whole different animal. You can't even put him in the box with everybody else. You could take twenty of those people who are already the top golfers in the world who win the most. Whatever Tiger says is still more important than all their all the whatever they have to say, including the PGA president. What Tiger Woods has to say is more important. That's not debatable. <laughs> Right. No, no, no. You're, you're dead on. And, and what you said is, um, I, I really do think you might be onto something where it's like the Saudis aren't poaching a, a equal players. Like they're not going after like, let's let's pick up uh, the top. Let, let's not split the league and have an equal competition. They're going after people who are effectively retired and are just old big names in, in golf. They're, they're getting the shark 
and they're getting people who have retired and are, are running yeah. like Wagyu brands and sunglasses brands. Like they're not, they're, they are not at the absolute top of their game yet. They're being paid like they are peak athletes uh, to, to win over their loyalty and bring them over to the Saudi team. With the exchange rate, you kind of wonder what they would pay Tiger, who again has passed his prime too, <laughs> but he's still earning the most, which doesn't make sense either. Like how, how's, how could that be? He, he hasn't been good for years. He's been in a car accident. He could barely walk. And he's still making more money than golfers who have outbeat him. You know, what about that, Joe? What about does how does he feel about that? He's making more money than guys who are better golfers than him. He made he, more in a year than they made their whole lives. <laughs> the exchange rate is he would literally be made like a king of Michigan or something like he would. <laughs> yeah. They give him guitar or what? Yeah, yeah Saudi, Saudi Arabia would somehow bring back monarchies in the U.S. with all their money just to like get him on board. It's very, very expensive. <laughs> um, just some kind of the economics of of Tiger Woods. You know, I'm talking kind of general about he's done this and that. He's everything, but th- this will give you an idea. Um, the Players Championship took a ratings hit the year after Woods won the tournament. Um, the ratings of the final went down. From the one he was in, the one he won, the next year that he wasn't in, it went down 54%. Holy shit. Okay. And, and tickets, and this is in this 2013 stats, tickets, um, the average price of them when Tiger Woods was playing was $285. When he doesn't play, <laughs> the average was $54. Oh, my God. So those are measurables. And that's not that's not endorsement, which, which we already know endorsements is, is a lot lion's share of the money but that's just nobody watches it i mean 54 percent would choose to not watch it as opposed to glued to it so those are numbers that like when we were when we first started talking about tiger woods effect on the sport i was thinking it was more like um like jordan era bulls or something where it's like yeah, he affects like his team or his brand. It must be big. And it, I get that every, you know, more people show up, but those are like doubling numbers. Like that is, that is bringing in so much more. Like he, he is literally the ocean that raises golf at, at this point. And the difference too between the, the Jordan one is a great example because he's in that same him, Tom Brady and them are considered the best athletes of all time. And they're huge things. But the, the difference being is how long you can play golf. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the less impact and this and that. So, so he can his his reign can be thirty years as opposed to twelve or at the far fifteen years. You know, so right as as it until Boston Dynamics makes him a robot body, which mm-hmm. um, that's I think the first thing they're going to work on after they make those dogs that walk around with the military is Boston Dynamics is making a Tiger Woods body for him. So we'll, we'll have Tiger Woods forever. Well, let me yeah. just say, too, as a sports fan, you know, and, and I get caught up in the drama of the sports, any kind of shoving match or verbal thing. I was physically ill and disgusted because these PGA Tour guys were getting on, on, on TV and whining. These grown men who are making millions of dollars to do something they've done all their life or that they're great at, and it's, it's a dream come true. They would just get on there and pout about this other league. And I, I almost think that they should be embarrassed. Tiger Woods, Rory, all these big guys. That these are grown men just crying about so what what someone else is doing. <laughs> right, we can't get away with that. I guess we can on this show, but but not in real life. Well, like like teenagers, like I was reading people's twitters. That's that's how I followed this feud while studying it. As I was looking Sulking back at teenagers, yeah. 
golfers on Twitter, like saying things like, like, you know, oh, well, well yeah, um, imitation is the best uh, form of flattery and things like that. It like it yeah. sounded like, yeah, it sounded like high school. Um, and that's that's we'll sort of like restate it. That was uh, May in 2018 is when the uh, World Golf Series was finally made public. And the proposal was um, a schedule of 15 to 20 annual events with 20 million purses each. Um, so not not winning everything. It's it's the prize purse per event was 20 million. Um, and one significant caveat that we already kind of made clear, um, it would not generate official world golf ranking points like like PGA points or, or tour points toward the official world golf rank would not go up. It's it's basically its own sport. They're playing for themselves and they're playing for the money. Um, so it, it's I, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> I don't know how PGA point systems work, but I imagine that uh, as soon as they started feuding over Twitter and fighting and stuff, anybody who's playing for these prize purses being put on by Saudi, they're they're not being welcomed back into official PGA like they're they're parting ways basically as far as i understand it yeah and that's how it, it the the point system works joe is 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 kind of an overall average so if you play consistently well so if you're in a tournament and i'm, I'm just saying you know if you win you get this many points and if you get second third and fourth but it, what it does is it rewards consistency through the whole thing so it's great to win they have these you know like the masters they have all these big tournaments they have about five or six of those a year where you make huge purses, where there's huge TV following, um, that everybody, all the big shots play in. But overall, you want to win the championship for the year, where you win the most or you at least finish the most. So you make the most money. That's how it works. The more okay. points you get, the more money you make. It's very similar to NASCAR. That makes sense. And if you go play for this new World Golf Series that they're putting on, again, it, it hadn't been started yet, but it was already being declared that if you went to another golf quote unquote tour put on by the Saudis, you wouldn't get points. Like you wouldn't change your you rank get, and, yeah. and you may not you just be get, welcome back. You have to play, but you get a lot of buddy. You get a lot of buddy for just just being you. Just just for getting stolen. For jumping ship. Right. <laughs> for crossing the picket lines, which aren't really a picket lines. What about those like union workers? You know, what do they think about this? Like you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Now, now it's it's funny that we're talking about um, uh, pro golfers who are whining like children uh, and like battling like teens about this uh, uh, this this rival tournament to PGA. Almost none of them are mentioning the the politics of it that that it's politically unseemly to go take money from a um, a country that uh, doesn't have the same sort of like values about letting women have freedoms or or religious freedoms or freedom of speech. Um, and this is, this is in, uh, this is affecting their relationship to the sports that they're putting on. Um, so in 2018, same year, Saudi Arabia is paying WWE to stage a premium live event. It is the first ever great Royal rumble, uh, 50 man over the top battle Royale. The event is going to be on WWE network and they're going to have subscribers paying for it and they're going to involve some of like the the Saudi um like uh, the the people who are wrestling on their channel too um and while this is happening uh WWE star Sami Zayn declines to wrestle 
and publicly announces that he's going to basically boycott the event. I don't know if he boycotted like a sign in hand, but um, to give you an idea of who he is, uh, Sami Zayn was a very popular Canadian wrestler, redheaded guy, but his parents were Syrian. And and he was like, no, that's that's um, unconscionable. Um, same year, September 2018, uh, Saudi Arabia hosts its first ever professional boxing match, a super middleweight title fight between Callum Smith and George Groves. Um, this is what we referenced earlier, where like professional sports, uh, uh, professionals in sports are, are deciding or, or whether or not they'll be able to compete because of their policy. George Groves' wife almost missed his second ever boxing fight because of these strict laws in Saudi Arabia. Um, now, she ended up getting an exception and was allowed to go watch her husband fight. Um, but Groves said, uh, quote, for this sort of boxing event, they wouldn't allow a woman to come normally. Um, yeah, go ahead. That seems awfully sexist. It's like your, your husband's work, you know what I mean? He'd be, he'd be more sexist than most, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's different culture and I don't agree with it. I like bringing my wife everywhere. So yeah, even though she's annoying, I like to have her around. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fiance has a higher education than me, drives more than me and, and goes to yeah, more. You're not, we're not allowed to places. Yeah, our wives are around. We're I the was ones about that are allowed. to say. <laughs> <laughs> they were laughing because it's true. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I clearly, I don't, agree morally with with how they have like with their cultural standards uh, i'll just say it that way my wife is an immigrant but at this point she's been such a stand-up citizen in the united states that and um, i'm more likely to get um i'm more likely to get uh, kicked out of the country than she is right. <laughs> deported <laughs> uh, they'll 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 do with one less todd and one more uh yeah, joanne, one more joanne. <laughs> yeah so the same year so, like, we we still haven't left 2018, unfortunately. This back and forth uh, between sports and, and the Saudi Arabia's international politics. Um, so, 2018, the year that word, word, World Golf is announced, is also the year that the Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi is killed. Um, yeah, which was a... Can you tell about that incident? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where... Yet again, in this podcast about golf, we cannot get into the specifics because it would be it's a podcast series. I mean, like literally yeah. there are, there's a, I watch an hour documentary. Don't show. I had read yeah. about it when it happened. Yeah. Um, so effectively, uh, a Washington Post journalist who um, was from the region uh, had fled the region because he was, um, he was, critical of the government of Saudi Arabia. Um, he was in Istanbul, Turkey, in the consulate there to um, uh, basically he was he was like renewing a marriage license or getting a marriage license or something like that. Marriage licenses are tricky if you are in the Middle East and he was trying to legitimize the marriage he had. Um, and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman approved the assassination of Khashoggi. Uh, because Khashoggi was critical of Saudi's government, and also he very frequently talked about the lack of free speech and women's rights. So he was basically considered a extreme activist. Um, he criticized the arrest of the women's rights activist, a women's rights activist in 2018. So he was in that year on the shit list for Saudi Arabia. Um, 
he was being pretty vocal and pretty in, in print and in media. Right. And and the way he was murdered is god awful and horrific. If you ever watch the documentary, basically um, a, a bunch of professional killers showed up uh, who who were known in Saudi Arabia. They showed up. The they pretend to be doctors, or one of them was a doctor. Um, they took him apart literally and put him in bags and left and somebody wore his clothes out of the um, consulate to, and, and just went on rides around the city to make it look like he was still up still and still alive. Yeah. Meanwhile, his, his wife is there. Wait, like she's still literally at the consulate in That's the parking horrible. lot, trying to get attention and trying to get people help. And not that anyone's life deserves to be taken or not taken, but this man was a, a celebrated, a, a great journalist. He was, and he, he has similar things that we believe in. Right. Right. And if you're wondering if this uh, um, slowed down the march of sports and sports washing, literally five days after this, uh, Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic, I know I'm messing that up. I'm not a tennis watcher. They were supposed to play a exhibition match in Saudi Arabia. It was labeled the King Salman Tennis Championship, literally. (laughs) Um, But amid the pressure of um having a somebody publicly murdered by a saudi prince they backed out um they they called off their tennis match um yeah this was a terrible for the country it was a black guy which it should be but it was a huge one an international one he was beloved and and they were being hated because of this act and and you would the the question um I, i got when i was like researching this online i was in the discussion forums somebody asked they're like you know, countries kill people all the time. Like, like we're currently yeah, like watching. We're not, we're not angels here, right? In this country, historically, right? Right. We're we're currently watching a, a war in the Middle East that we have been like sending money and arms to forever. Um, so it's like, why get upset over one journalist's death? Well, it, to me, it was because that journalist was uh, practicing a free speech that doesn't exist there, and he was criticizing something. Like he he was not somebody at arms he wasn't a soldier he was an old guy who um was critical of the government and they murdered him anytime that happens that shows you something about that government and yeah exactly for just for words right and then uh, there was also uh, the 30 beheadings in that same time period right that came right after that yeah that was that was maybe and i don't know the specifics of it but people that maybe didn't get a thorough fair trial, I guess we'd say. So that that's at the end of 2018. A year later, 2020, the World Golf Series finally gets cemented. Um, so a year after Khashoggi and a year after all of these sports figures either decline to play or pull out or in some level like there there's friction about playing for a Saudi team. Now we finally get uh, the start of Live. Um, can we talk about the World Golf Series? Yes, Live, the Saudis golf thing, the the rival to the PGA. <laughs> you go. Okay, <clears throat> as far as I understand it, Phil Mickelson um, was competing at the Saudi International Golf Tournament. This is how it, it it cemented. Basically, you have Phil Mickelson who who wants a world tour. He wants a, a competitive tour to the PGA. Um, and he is playing, as far as I understand it, alongside uh, money men, um, like the um, the 
uh, uh, what is it? Andy Gardner, who is the CEO of Saudi Golf Federation. No, wait, wait, sorry. He was playing with the uh, CEO of Saudi Golf Federation, and he was also playing alongside the manager of the Saudi Public Wealth Fund. So Phil Mickelson is golfing with basically the purse. Like he, he is he is golfing with the Saudi Arabian uh, um, uh, purse strings. Uh, if, if, if a purse of money could could take human form and hold a, a golf wedge. Um, and this is to to my understanding, this is where the, the shit storm in golf starts. Let's get in bed with the with the bad guys, right? Right. Yeah. Literally a year after all this stuff happens to give the black eye to um, to Saudi Arabia. Phil Mickelson is like this. I want my World Series, damn it. And I'll, I'll take any money I can get to get it going. Um and that's when we get the first huge announcement, uh, like the uh, the official uh, from the PGA Tour commissioner himself, Jay Monahan, tells pro golfers that if they participate in this world tour, what what would later, uh, very soon be known as Live, they cannot play for both. They will be black uh, or blackballed, stonewalled, uh, velvet roped out. They they won't be able to play for the oldest golf institution again. Now, I was going to ask you, do you think it was a shitty move for the commissioner of the PGA to tell the pros they wouldn't be able to play for anyone else? Yeah, and let me say first that any <laughs> time any professional athlete or people with mega wealth, for some reason they always like to play that tiny violin of, this is my livelihood. Keep in mind they've made enough money to, to last 50 lifetimes. <laughs> right. How much money do you really need? But I, I do think it is. It, to me, it, it's a fear. It's just a, a, a fear move. These people, they're big names. They are. And they, I know who they are. I watched them on TV. And, and, and I'd recognize them if I saw them in the mall. Past their prime. They're not the prime of the prime. There's always rivals. Like UFC is rival. They have strike force. But the strike force doesn't have the same fighters as the UFC does in the, in the MMA world. So... The UFC will always have a better product if you have the better athletes. The senior tour is not as popular as people in their prime, right? Right. You know, old musicians play casinos. They don't play big, uh, big stadiums anymore. That's how it works. And so, no, I don't think so. I think if, if they have an opportunity to make the most amount of money for their career ends, even though it's tiny violin, I don't feel bad for any of these, these millionaires. <laughs> Why not let them do that? Good luck to you. I wouldn't be happy about it, but you know, yeah, if you're good enough to come back, maybe you'll get better over there and come back and beat all of us. That's never happened, right? Right. <laughs> Very unlikely. So this is this is going to be the most controversial film we've ever made. It's going to be like the newest Rocky movie where Sylvester Stallone petitions a a, a, a what is it? Like he went into like the medical board who wasn't going to let him box again and argued his way into boxing at, at, at a retired age. With That's going to be, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be our version is, is uh, old golfers who just want another fighting chance and they, they go to Saudi money. Well, now it's kind of funny. You brought that up. It kind of stirs something with me, the boxing thing, because boxing used to have just a few, a few um, people who endorsed WBC, WBA, IBF. But then all these other belts start popping up, WBL, this and that. Next thing you know, it kind of muddies the waters. To be a world champ in the 80s is a lot different than it is now. Now a guy, 
a guy who was a world champ in the 80s, everyone knew who they were. You know, they're on Wheaties boxes. Now, <laughs> you could be the 17-time world champion because there's just so many belts and so much money right. coming in. <laughs> All these endorsements for these different divisions, these different companies. Yeah, okay, kind of. Yeah, it muddies <laughs> the water a bit. It waters it down. <laughs> that that by the way that is the um the alternate reality live golf uh, tournament that we never got which is only the old retired golfers go there and it becomes the the championship cup for just old people like it's, yeah, it's the retirement cup their tummies are out you know what i mean right they, they hit the ball the wrong way once in a while you know <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that and I'd watch the movie starring Bill Murray based on that. Like that that would be amazing. Um so let's 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 fast forward a little bit. We we get past you know the the live is a thing. The PGA uh um commissioner says anyone who golfs for live is is out you're dead to us. Um in 2020, Saudi Crown Prince uh Mohammed bin Salma takes over Newcastle, the European Football Club. And overnight, Newcastle becomes the wealthiest soccer team in the Premier League. Um, meanwhile, almost exactly at the same time, Joe Biden claims that uh, he will be tough on Saudi Arabia, unlike all the other presidents before him in the U.S. Uh, he claimed he wouldn't take money from them. And he said, quote, I would end U.S. support for the disastrous Saudi-led war in Yemen and order a reassessment of our relationship with Saudi Arabia. According to OpenSecrets.org, they are a group that track lobbying and political money, and it's rated as a center-leaning group, so uh, supposedly they don't have a political lean. Um, they say that the Saudi fund blew up the world of lobbying in Biden's first year. Now, that might be because Biden actually stuck to his word and didn't take Saudi money, or it might mean that he was taking it with everyone else simultaneously all over. Or um, just say no drove up the, the donors. So right, two, that could have been a play. Two hundred seventy thousand is not enough. Well, we'll give you a hundred billion. Right, that that <laughs> totally could have been just like a public hardball negotiation where they just put in more money. Um, but according to Open Secrets, the Saudis paid twenty five million into influencer politician pockets, and that's the most money they've spent on lobbying since they had to recover their money from killing uh, the journalist. So like. They murder a journalist. They spend a ton, like millions in Washington. Uh, and then later, Biden says, we're not going to support Saudi. They pay $25 million directly to politicians in the U.S. Uh, just a, a, a smattering of them. Um, go ahead. It's, it's just such a terrible, you know, again, on my high horse here to kill somebody for, for freedom of speech. You know, you think that... He, even in any country that nowadays that wouldn't be a thing, but it still is in a lot of parts of the world. Right. <clears throat> now, I don't know if, if you got to this part, I sent you, um, in it, when we get to January, 2021, the fight between the PGA and, um, okay. So like the, 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 the premier golf league, the super golf league live the world tournament. It, it changes names four or five times. And meanwhile, the fight between the PGA and Live, uh, Emergent Live, is getting just so back and forth and like insane. Um, if you didn't have time to disseminate that website, that's fine. <laughs> well, the, the the gist of it is, it was trying to form that they're doing a snatch for all the golfers they can, and the PGA is in a panic. So the PGA leaders, um get together and they're they're genuinely afraid of of losing money obviously it's all about money right 
Right. Um, not the golfers. You know, they don't care about Phil Mickelson and all these guys, right? Um, which which is weird to me. I, I almost feel like it's someone you just have to ignore, like a little brother, you know, which seems to me better. <laughs> but they didn't. They were panicked. And so they were getting the big names, the Rory's and the Tigers, to get on TV and whine and shame. And they're bullying these other athletes. They're bullying them. You know, you can't come back home, even though you're one of the best golfers in the world. You're not welcome here. You're not one of us. I mean, it was very, to me, just very immature, like college hazing, only for 50-year-olds. Right. You know? <laughs> that's what, it was just that's embarrassing. Really I mean, it was really bad. And, and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, you guys are better than this. They were whining, Joe. I mean, that's the only way you could describe it. Tiger Woods is like whining. <laughs> you know, it doesn't affect him uh, anything of him. Nothing. Nada. Why do they care so much about these three initials? Right. You know, right? Did you think, do you think uh, Tom Brady feels that way about the NFL? He might love football, but I don't think he feels that strongly about the NFL. You know? <laughs> I think he I, loves football so much he would love that. If, if some Ugandan started this awesome program and they were playing football all over the world, he would love that. You know? I, I think it's what you said earlier. I think it's they love the money. They 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 see not just another group paying these athletes more, ex, like exponentially more. I think it's also they see the interest without without. Eventually, Tiger Woods won't be around. Eventually, you know, they're not going to get the 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 Tiger Woods viewership. And I think they're afraid that people will watch something that seems more interesting and exciting and, and has more money behind it and has a better budget and appeals to more well, people. You, you just might've hit it there. Not only did they get the athletes, that's not all of it. They want to put on a little bit better show. Yeah. And so that may have been one of the risks too. Like, Oh no, you know, we've been doing the same thing and they're going to come in with all this unlimited resources. But I don't think they knew at the, that point how deep the resources were or how, weak the PGA really was. I think they still felt like they didn't have a chance. We're the PGA. We're the big we're the big boys. Right. The PGA is the castle and these live bastards are sieging it. They can just yeah. close the gate and hold out. Um and I, I <laughs> by the way, I you're st even if Live is the most exciting golf game on earth, unless it is on the American Ninja Warrior track, they're they're golfing between obstacles. I'm still not going to watch, but it's interesting the politics of it behind it. <laughs> um, so let's let uh, let's see. Uh, they're in the middle of this messy fight. January 2021, um, November 2021. Biden caves. He finally agrees to sell arms to Saudi Arabia, like all the presidents before him. It's not the hundred billion that Obama's administration sold to Saudi Arabia. It's not the $8 billion uh, worth in arms that Trump tried to sell them without congressional approval. It's about 280 air-to-air -air missiles, which is worth $650 million. Holy, um, holy, holy, holy. <laughs> it's fractions of what we had sold them before, but it's still like, why? Like, like I, I don't know. It's just so much money. I, I'm getting callous yeah. to this, throwing this money around, you know, and it, it's just like for, for nothing. Right. I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> it's for, it's for say and influence. Right. It's like, whoa, so much money. Yeah. I, I think God, we should have been politicians. God, people liked us. <laughs> I don't think we get that. I don't think we get the majority of anybody's votes for anything, Joe. 
Well, we'd have to team up. You'd have to be the politician, and, and I'd have to be like the the Almost, advisor. Yeah. yeah, I'm a better liar than you are. I am. Yeah, I've... You, you present well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a better liar. I sleep like a baby. I'll never do this. And oh, I have five I minutes have later. One drink, and I'm raving about something I don't like in politics. You you'd be able to keep that down. I think. Yeah, you're like our old president, uh, Abraham Lincoln. He'd be sending suicide letters to the new local paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Already on it. That's that's if you read local Texas papers, that's that's what's up. Um, okay, so so we're on to 2022, and that's when I've literally this is when I first hear about uh, live golf as an entity. I'm so slow in the news of sports, um, and meanwhile, Todd, you're you're attending live. <laughs> is that correct? I did. So my friend lives right. There's a Pumpkin Ridge golf course. So they only have a handful of, you know, they play, they have golf courses. They play all over the world when they go on tour. And one of them they play is in, it's in the, in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. It's called Pumpkin Ridge golf course. My friend is a member there. His wife works there. He lives on the golf course. So we climbed through the bushes. We didn't pay uh, whatever the entrance fee was. Us and a lot of people were climbing through the bushes to get in. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we climb in and, and I'd been to one of these before and, and I'm a big sports fan. I've been to baseball. I've been to every sporting event live. I'm not, I don't like to go to a lot of live. I prefer to watch things on TV, but this was in town and I thought I would go. Now at the gate to get in, there were a lot of angry people protesting and they were protesting this journalist's death. Oh, and, no way. Yeah. And it was, it was a big thing. It was in the national, it was on CNN. It was on Fox news that, that there were a lot, I guess we were more, you know, we're Portland. We like to protest. Um, so I got to see that. And so I felt I knew enough about it to not like it. So I get there and this, you know, the last event I went to was 30 years ago in Minnesota. It was a, a, a layman was the, the pro golfer. It was his tournament. Now, when you walk into this, if you're not a golfer, it, you're going into like a different universe. You're in a country club, and it's just like you would think. You got the kit, the the white guys with the the curly hair, the collared shirts. You know what I mean? It just reeks of preppy, like an '80s movie. You know, and you almost think you're like in a Saturday Night Live skit. Their club, their culture. It is, and and it's a way of talk. It's a different language, and these people are geeked out on golf. They're all dressed like Tiger Woods, <laughs> literally. <laughs> they got their tight pants on, and they're just so excited. And, and uh, it was exciting. So, I, so I get there, I see these protesters. I'm trying to take all this in. This is a lot going on for me, right? This is a big deal. And I see a couple of golfers that I recognize, who I kind of think are cool: Dustin Johnson, Phil Nicholson, Nicholson. And I'm I'm standing about two feet away from them. I mean, it's it's very amazing. I mean, I'm like, I can see them. I'm looking them in the eyes. So when I get to the front door, this drone comes out of nowhere. This looks like something out of a Star Wars movie. This had to have been a $5 million drone. It comes down to my eye level, I think takes a picture of me and takes off. And I'm like, wow, that's gotta be Saudi security, right? <laughs> Holy shit, when you told me about this the first time, you didn't mention that you guys had broke in. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I hope that's probably why they're taking our picture. I never thought of that. But it was just, you know, big brother times. You had to see this thing. I mean, it looked like it looked like something out of science fiction. It really did. And I'm like, wow. 
And so I'm taking all this in. As a small business owner, I know right off the jump, you know, I'm buying hot dogs that are that are 20 bucks and a beer that's 25 <laughs> bucks. You know what I mean? A, a warm beer and you're standing in line forever. You know, Doritos are, are $15. But there's not enough people at this thing to justify these huge salaries. And I know for a fact there's not that many people watching it on TV as well. So to say this would be a loss leader for all their sporting events would be a understatement. <laughs> Just the work they did. So my friend's wife works at the, the golf course. They did $5 million worth of renovations to an already very exclusive country club just for this one day. So, I mean, they built new everything. They built up platforms, all this stuff. And I'm probably on the low side, at least, I mean, billions and billions for an event that's just going to lose money to overpay golfers that hardly anybody watches. Right. There was a crowd, but it was not the Super Bowl, Joe. Not by a long shot. I, I got to wonder, I wonder if people are showing up because it's live and it's been controversial. Like, I wonder if that is. No, they're golf geeks. These are pros. They're there to see them and they're pushing their brand. They're pushing their brand huge. And I'll give you an example. They, instead of, they, they kind of did it similar to a NASCAR team where you have teams. So a bunch of golfers are on a team. And the captain of the team is the most famous of the golfers that they have in that slot. It's a Dustin Johnson, the Phil Nicholson. So, but they had like these uniforms, like you would follow any sporting team, right? So they're really trying to push those, but there's not, we don't really know them. You know, it's brand new, right? right. It's not the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox. And they have their wives, who are the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. Six feet tall. Um, supermodels would say, wow, they're gorgeous, you know? And you see them and you're stunned. And they're dressed up in their, you know, kind of supporting their, their team, their husband, you know? It's a trip, Joe. It's like you went into a different, like, a social universe. You know, we were talking about social stuff. It's just weird, man. It was a trip. <sighs> And it's so they're, they're so accessible. Like you can again, you can touch them. You know the, these world class golfers. Do you think there's going to be a time like um, you're, you're saying that people don't know how to how to sort of treat this because they're not used to wearing the jersey of their favorite golf team? Like, do you think that will happen? No, I think it's interesting. I think it's a try. I don't think we're going to be wearing them like they were wearing. Um, Again, all the other sporting teams. I don't think so. I think people wear Tiger Woods shirts because it's Tiger Woods, not because it's Tiger's team. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, to me, I don't think it will ever stick. It just seemed weird. It didn't didn't really fit because it's an individual sport. <laughs> it's not a team sport. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but again, they're they're you know they're Saudis. They they're not sports people. They're just rich people. You know. Well. While this is happening, while Todd is breaking into uh, Pumpkin Ridge and getting his pictures taken by the Saudis, who will definitely have him on file uh, whenever we go on tour with podcast stuff. Um, meanwhile, uh, they're getting sued and countersued uh, by the PGA. So um, August 2022. How can they sue? Like, you're not allowed to do this? You're, well, you're, you're stealing our stuff? I mean, what, what's the... There, there's claims that um, by squashing 
other competitive golf tours or like monopoly kind of thing exactly it's it's an antitrust suit against the pga and then the pga countersues live um and i i don't remember what the claim is that seems Um, anti-american you can't open up your own you know we have starbucks you can't open up a dutch brothers you can't do that right yeah we already have a coffee shop that seems like that would be the monopoly saying that you can't Right. I, I think the way it went is is um, the first PGA sued them, and then 11 players uh, participated in the antitrust lawsuit back against PGA. Um, and while they're going back and forth, um, Live, so like the Saudis start paying lobbyists specifically to help Live. So like before, um, uh, the Saudis would pay lobbyists, and, and the lobbyists would pay politicians to... Uh, help them with like laws that would favor their country or to sell them weapons. Now Saudis are using lobbyist money to like help defend live golf. Um, They pay Republican Benjamin Quayle, uh, who is in Arizona and son of Dan Quayle. Um, He's on the payroll as a live lobbyist. Um, So is uh, Ari Fleischer, who is the former press secretary of George W. Bush and is also um, one of, the people at Trump's golf club. Um, so like if you want to talk like unraveling the, the sort of knot of money in, in America, this is such a sort of like back and forth, like, like uh, almost like everybody is in the stream now of Saudi money. And it's just like lobbyists and politicians getting paid or offering to pay them. And, and, and like, a circle of payments and then like payments going out toward like defending the or, or going after the PGA and, and lawyers getting paid to sue the PGA. It's insane. Like, like, like the, the law and money behind this is just like a, a, a river of Saudi money being used to fill water balloons and throw them at each other here in America. It's crazy. I just want to let you know, we're talking about, you know, you've heard me in the tone of these Saudi princes and Kings or whatever are brats. I want to tell you about how bratty these professional golfers are. So I'm at this tournament and it's just, it's really interesting people watching, you know, like I said, the guys with the collared shirts, the preppy drinking the gin and tonic, you know, I mean, it's, you can't make this stuff up. And there was this guy, um, one of the Japanese golfers, uh, Hidetu Tanahara, and I'm saying his name wrong. I, I apologize. And I was watching him for a few holes and, um, I saw his entourage because you're so close to them. And there was a woman there who, again, looked like a model. I don't think it was his family. It wasn't his wife or anything. Just a beautiful woman, gorgeous woman, looked like a model from Japan. She was holding a banana and she was holding it up in a posture of like almost like a readiness, almost an athletic stance herself. She was waiting for when he wanted that banana and then she ran it to him. (laughs) It was, you know what I mean? Like you would see like in football when there's a timeout. They come out with a Gatorade, but this was worse because it was like almost like a king thing, you know, like the jewels were tough. And I'm like, how powerful that's like and the rich. ball boys in tennis. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And the fact that she was so beautiful and has every oh my god, heavens forbid he doesn't get his banana in you know when he wants it, you know. And I'm just like, this is just so weird, you know, of the low, lower <laughs> social. Just like this is demeaning. You know? <laughs> Which, which I'm sure the Saudis are all for that, right? Women love yeah. bananas to their athlete. They love it, right? Uh, that's, that's what women should be doing, right? Uh, I don't know why. I'm glad you told me about that. And also, it makes me feel like I need a shower a little bit. 
It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. Either you go one way, like I should have played golf all my life, or or that's right. not right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we get to the part in the 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 scandals where we we lose footing. Um, the part, so like the 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 way I knew we were doing an episode about this. Todd and I will randomly talk about just news we're keeping up on, documentaries we're watching, books we're reading. Um, I was sitting there with my headset on, and before a show, Todd was talking about, he, he asked me, hey, have you been keeping up with uh, the PGA and Live? And I said, here and there. And then I, I started going on sort of like this tangent. I was talking about how Live reminds me of um, like a, a, a up-and-coming uh, uh, like tech company that is shelling out tons of money and getting very popular, but they're just trying to compete with an old system and they'll die out. And as soon as I finished saying that and being egregiously wrong, that's when Todd hit me with uh, the big news, which is PGA sold out. <laughs> the same person, all those people, those, those leaders of the PGA, all of a sudden without any warning announced that they sold the bigger brand. I mean, you want to talk about a minnow, eating a whale, they said they can't deal with the legal repercussions of a legal battle with them. So they tapped out just like that. Leaving Tiger and Roy, these guys who had been on TV in front of the world, who they put out front, they betrayed, they stabbed them in the back and sold out. Without telling them, without telling a bunch of them. like Didn't tell anybody. And it made them look just like, uh, to me, they looked, but looked. And what was funny to me is then they had nothing to say. Right. The, the, these same people who had everything to say and who, who knew what was best for golf and this and that. And I thought, oh, everybody has a price. <laughs> oh, my God. We, that effectively brings us up to, like, the, the most recent, as far as I know. and and. I think everybody has a price could actually be the name of this episode. Now, my big takeaway, I, I want to ask a couple of questions. One, why do you think so many PGA players felt like this was a betrayal? I mean, like uh, other than them defending PGA on the big world stage and on Twitter and then suddenly being sold out from under them. Because they rallied the troops. They got them involved. It would be one thing if this was just a battle that went on. Okay, but they didn't. They came and they got their people who are, you know, of influence. You know, the leader, Tiger Woods being the biggest. And they said, come on, stand up for us. But they didn't stand up for them. And I think it would have been okay if they would have told them what was going on and say, okay, this is where we're at. And then when that changed, and then when this was coming down, if they would have told, oh, oh we got a problem, we didn't realize. They, they're taking this seriously. They're coming after us. And I, and, and I do see, think that they, I can see if I was a rich person and a powerful person who a leader of any organization is, I wouldn't be afraid of some foreign country. I wouldn't think, oh, what are they going to do, right? You know, really, deep down, right? Right. But then when you really start looking at the zeros and, and when there's billions in front of them, yeah. I I have to look at this because I'm 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 not invested in the players themselves. I have to look at this as the from the political side that I think Saudi just won the big game in the US. 
Ah. Like um, before isn't politics about golf too. Isn't that, isn't that? A... Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, I think you hit it. I, I think that from the 1970s on, they were trying to sports wash, but now because they have basically one golf, like they, they are now golf. They have access to any lawyer, politician or Senator they ever want to talk to. I mean, we, we talk about how like you can go online and see pictures of Trump playing golf with Saudi money men uh, at his own clubs. Uh, like that's not Trump. Like, like we've, we've, kind of proven through this episode that is almost every politician and every political party is is in touched by saudi money in some way now golf is the drive-through window of american politics to the saudis my you know one of my favorite presidents is after lincoln was it was definitely john f kennedy and he used to hide the fact that he played golf because he knew that it was a rich man's game and he wanted to be seen as a blue cut collar irish guy so he he would not he didn't advertise the fact like you know like like Trump advertised the fact he plays golf most politicians do right right but he he didn't want to be associated with that even though he loved golf you know it's it's such a rich white man's game <laughs> if you're rich and white you can't help but love it you can't help right but love it. it's hard to not look at this and be like and and think of it that way that now everybody playing this wealthy sport is is now susceptible to Saudi money. And that was the goal from the start. Like it's it's sports watching was just a means to an end of tapping into ways to invest their money in the rest of the world. Like sports was always supposed to be the um, gateway into other investments. And now they literally can invest in politics, markets, lobbies. Well, that's the thing. I think it's a shame on the PGA. <clears throat> the, the Saudis had an agenda and they stuck through it. The PGA tapped out awfully fast. You've been listening to The Reengineered You. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You mean the world to us. We have a new episode every week. You can connect with us at www.re-engineeredu.com. That's where we have research links, show notes, feedback, and blog articles for each of our episodes. We're not experts in anything, but we've got an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm.